Bonjour, dear friends, and welcome on JCB Live this marvelous summer with the beautiful and charming lady Michelle Bouchard. Bouffard. I love Bouchard, but Bouffard is better. She's Canadian, she's an author, a master sommelier, and a great leader on climate change. So we're up to a great conversation. Bonjour, Michelle. Bonjour. I'm not a master sommelier. I'm studying for the master of wine, but I'm not a master sommelier. Well, I'm a sommelier. <laughs> well, welcome with the JCB 69. You see, we, we live with bubbles at all time. I love it. I love it. So, Michelle, maybe we start with music because mm -hmm. we want to learn how you got into wine. I understand you are a trumpet professional, so you play la trompette. Right. Tell us about that. Well, I did my, my bachelor in classical trumpet. So I was trained to be in a classical uh, orchestra. And uh, I'm from Montreal, as you can hear the accent, there's a French accent there. And so I moved to Vancouver when I was 21 to study with the best trumpet teacher in North America. And uh, when I got there, I didn't know anyone. And it was the first time that I had to earn money to help me pay for my studies uh, in another way than playing music or teaching music. So I started to work in restaurants on the side because I didn't have yet uh, uh, people I knew over there to play and earn money as a musician. And so that's when I fell in love with music, uh, sorry, with wine. So I was working in restaurants and um, my boyfriend at the time said to me, every time you come back, you talk about wine all the time. You're kind of obsessed about wine. And so I said, no, no, I'm an artist. I'm never going to study wine like that. You know, if it's not music, it's going to be theater or something else, but not wine. So one year uh, for Christmas, he, he registered me for a wine course just for fun. And uh, that was it. I pretty much quit uh, trumpet uh, for wine. And you fell in love with wine. Are you still with a boyfriend at the time? No, but, you know, he gave me something great, which is a wine, uh, wine interest. <laughs> so that shows that everything is possible as a woman moving from music to wine and make a, a big career out of it. So maybe you want to tell us all about that as an inspiration to other ladies who may have a dream to get into wine. Well, it's interesting because people often say to me, how could you go from music to wine? And I think it's so much of the same. Um, it's history. You study history. Uh, it's sharing something, you know, someone created something. In that case, it's wine, but in music, you know, you listen to music and you hear that song with your boyfriend with your friends it creates a new memory so it's about sharing it's about history it's about a place it's about someone who created something it's about culture and what what music gave me was discipline uh when you study classical music by the end of it i was practicing 10 hours a day and I just thought, because all of my friends around me were musicians, so I just thought that everyone is disciplined like this. And so when I quit music to study wine, I did the same thing. And that's when I realized that not everyone was like that, because I could see not everyone was studying hours and hours and hours a day. And so people ask me, what was your, the key to your success? And I think it's just discipline. I always say it takes a bit of talent a lot of work and a lot of dedication and, and discipline. 
That's right. So, well, thank you for sharing that. This is certainly a great guideline for all of us. Now you have a glass of white wine. Yes. I would love for you, and this is for all of you, dear friends, the famous Elizabeth Spencer Chardonnay from the North Coast and that beautiful area of Mendocino. Maybe, Michelle, you use music terms <laughs> to describe this wonderful wine. So you could inspire us by using the notes of the melody rather than the actual world of Molière. <laughs> ah, j'aime beaucoup. I always, it's funny because when I, when I educate, I do a lot of education, I often compare to, to uh, wine to music. To me, this is something that's very accessible right? It's complex, but accessible. And there's a nice contrast between richness and freshness. And the oak is integrated. It's just a bit of a, a touch of oak. So, you know, I would not go like, I would not, for example, compare to Stravinsky, which is very angular and hard to get into. This is a music, even if you don't know, I'll think of, uh, you know, if you think of, um, in classical music, Debussy is... Debussy, is, I love. Yeah, yeah, me too. Debussy is very complex, but someone who doesn't know much, much about it, it's easy to listen to, even though there's complexity to it. Where if you have Wagner Stravinsky, it's also complex, but it's it's it takes a while to get used to it and to understand. So for me, your wine is a bit like Debussy, where it, there's, there's something uh, very accessible, yet complex. Oh la la, this, <laughs> this feels like uh, getting to know you is the same thing, accessibility, <laughs> but complexity. So maybe a, a powerful question for all of us this summer, because it's a perfect time to reflect as you have a gorgeous lake behind you. I'm sure you look at the horizon and you think about the future. What makes you, you think, Michelle, who you are today? Oh, I think it's an accumulation of multiple things. Um, I think uh, curiosity, I think, is key. When you're curious, you, I, you know, I don't have enough hour in a day to do everything I want because I'm very passionate. So I think what defines me is extremely passionate, extremely curious, and hardworking and dedicated. And I think that's what makes me and. I think I was probably born, I, exhaust, I exhausted my mom because I was too curious, wanting to do everything. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, discipline came with music. Uh, and I, I love knowing the other person. I like meeting people from all over the world and learning from the difference. Yes. Yeah. And well, so thank you for, for sharing my favorite word is curiosity. I agree with you. I think it's the greatest form of intelligence because. If you keep getting curious, you become one more knowledgeable, but your mind keeps being enlightened by new ideas. Yes. So I'd love to, for you to dive, if you can today, uh, Michelle, into the world of uh, the environment and climate change. Obviously, we are in the middle of the summer. All of us are over 100 degrees Fahrenheit or 35 degrees Celsius, like we've never seen ever before. You've written books on the topic. You just came back from the Rhone Valley and Gigondas region talking about climate change. So give us uh, maybe some uh, enlightenment on this topic and, and on your book as well. Yeah, 
Um, thank you for that. It's, I would say that it's of everything I do, it's something that's probably closest to my art is climate change. And unfortunately, it has become the topic of the hour, but it's something I've been researching since 2005. And I remember at the time, nobody was talking about it. And it was very difficult to find information. Um, I always say, you know, you can get depressed about it, as you were mentioning, uh, you know, you can hear all over the news, the storms, the drought, um, or if you become part of the solution, it takes the anxiety away, for me anyway. And so I see it as two kind of things that are important, adaptation. So if you're in the wine industry, what can we do? What kind of solution we can give people to adapt to something that even if we can improve, it's still it's ongoing. Like we, you know, the drought, the drought is happening. Uh, you know, the the chaotic climate is happening. So, what can we do to help the vine and the producer adapt? The other thing is, what can we do to mitigate climate change to reduce our carbon emission? And <coughs> sorry, <coughs> see, you always need more wine. You see, <laughs> I th this is the the drought <laughs> of your throat. It's not the drought of the environment. You need to keep your beautiful mouth irrigated with this wonderful Chardonnay. Um, so I think, uh, can you remind me the question so I can be precise because yeah, I talk the, about? The, how does climate change uh, impact all of us as well today? And what we could do as citizens and consumers to obviously contribute to a better planet? How does it impact? I mean, I would say it's the chaos in climate. It's, I think we're seeing it. Uh, the day before I left for Gigondas, uh, the north of Quebec was burning. We had firemen coming from Spain, from you know, from all over to help. At the same time in Montreal, we had a tornado where the roads were closed because we had too much water and some of the roof of the house were, were pretty much like, you know, flying away. Um, so that is climate change right now. Obviously, lots of challenges for producers, uh, you know, water becoming scarce. Uh, we have increases disease pressure. Um, you know, we're harvesting earlier, but we have more frost problem in many places of the world, as you know, in Burgundy. Uh, so lots of challenges. I like to focus on what we can do and consumer often ask me, what can I do? That's right. First of all, 40% um, of the carbon footprint of a bottle of wine comes from the weight of a bottle of wine. So say no to heavy bottles. I, I do think that... I'm glad you say that. Look at this beautiful Raymond, which was introduced all over Canada, uh, you know, a year ago, is actually below 400 grams a bottle. So we complied only with the new regulations of Canada, but we forced our whole supply chain in California, which is you know, not as easy as it is in Europe yes. to yes. move to lighter glass. So yes. thank you. Maybe we could toast with this wine. Yes. This is the Raymond Cabernet. Of course, Raymond, a very historical winery in the heart of Napa Valley. So ooh la la. I've been to that winery. I've been to your winery uh, in ah, California. Ah. 
Yes. And for me, that Cabernet Sauvignon is, I love Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa. There's something really comforting. I used to live in British Columbia, so it was a bit of in my backyard. And, you know, it's it's something that I feel like I come home when I try a Cabernet from Napa. There's this warmth, this structure. Um, they can age, we forget, because when they're young, they're so approachable, uh, but they have the structure to age. And uh, it, it's, and I love that mix of kind of herbal, cassis, um, notes, uh, and uh, yeah, I have a, a sweet, a soft spot for Cab from Napa, from California, so thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Great description. So which <laughs> position and piece of music would that be this one? If we were on the Chardonnay with Debussy and, uh, and maybe Chopin, where are we here? We're not Stravinsky here. No, I don't know that I would go in classical. Um, would it be Elton John, George Michael? <laughs> Maybe I John like Legend. I know, like Elton we John. We have a great relationship. I love Elton John. All of my friends always say, oh, the French like Elton John. Yeah, I love Elton John. I just love it. I love Elton John. I'll go with that. <laughs> okay. I'll go with that. Um, but I just want to go back to carbon footprint because... Uh, consumers think that heavy bottle means better quality wine. And I just want to thank to thank you for, we need producers like you that are important uh, and have a voice to change the mindset. And I, you know, 40% of the carbon footprint comes with, from the bottle. If you include transport, it's 74%. So as a consumer, you know, if you feel like you're doing some some um, workout when you hold your ball of wine, it's not right. So thank you so much. And also, I believe in certification because mm -hmm. if you have certification, the consumer, when they're left to their own device uh, in front of a wine store and no one is there to help them, certification, whether it's B Corp, ISO, sustainable, um, all of those certification, they tell you that the, cons the producer is engaged in some kind of, of uh, journey to be more sustainable. And that's something that we need to look at. So Michelle, what inspires you to be so committed to climate change and this approach uh, in the world today? Because you start a musician, wine lover, now climate change and writing books about it. So maybe uh, divulge to us what inspires you to do so. I, I love the planet. I love, uh, you know, I want to preserve what we have for future generation. And um, I was lucky enough one day to meet someone who was really involved all over the world, not in wine, but in environment. He took part when they did the Paris Accord. He was there and he, I don't want to name his name by respect, but he was someone who's yeah, highly known all over the world for the environment. And I said to him, I feel overwhelmed with everything that's happening and I don't know where to start. And he said to me, when you start with your passion, you will start making change in your life and everything. For me, my passion, my biggest passion beside music is wine. And so what, you know, if I was growing potatoes or carrots, I don't think wine is something that interests people. So I like to think wine as a message in a bottle to talk to the consumer. And once you start thinking the way you drink, 
you will start thinking the way you buy your food, the way you buy your clothing, the way you do everything. And so I hope that with wine, one glass of wine at a time, one bottle at a time, that I have a chance to educate wine professional and hopefully they will pass down to consumer what the consumer can do. Well, interestingly enough, in 2017, you wrote a great book. I love the title. Tell me who you are. I'll tell you what to drink. <laughs> you know, it's a play on the word of Bria Savarin. You know, tell me what you eat and I'll tell you who you are. So it's a play on that. Tell us about that book. So my, my, I love theater. I did theater as well. And for me, I felt when I write that, when I, I wrote that book, when I just moved back to Montreal from Vancouver, Montreal is a very exciting scene when it comes to the arts. Uh, we have amazing theater, amazing music, visual artists. Uh, and I wanted to reach the consumer. I felt the consumer was intimidated by wine, by all those complicated terms. So what I did is I met really famous artists on the Quebec and Canadian wine scene. They told me their story. So I basically write a story about who they are. And I inspired by their story, I will make comparison to a grape, to a place, to kind of educate the consumers. So for example, um, there's a famous singer in Quebec who was born in Gaspésie and he loves, uh, he loves uh, going for lobster fishing. Uh, and uh, and so I talk about the wines that go with lobster and and kind of use his story to talk about why they go with it. So I was in I wrote stories of artists to make a link with the wine. And it was a bit the bridge of my past and my present, my artistic background with the, the passion of wine to reach the consumer. Well, that's a great book. Congratulations. Now, tell us about the secret of uh, the contribution you've done on many other books, including Vietnamese food. Yes. So there's a there's a very um, famous author. She's based in Montreal. Her name is Kim Thuy. Mm -hmm. She was uh, she wrote multiple books. Uh, she was someone who was from Vietnam and uh, came by boat as a refugee. Uh, and um, she she did her law degree. Then she owned a restaurant, a Vietnamese restaurant that was quite known in Quebec and then became an author. Now her books are published all over the world. She was nominated by uh, for the uh, Nobel Prize of Literature. She didn't win, but she was the last runner up. Yeah. And um, she wrote a book that was um, more a background on her owning a restaurant. Uh, and basically in Vietnam, she's from Vietnam, in Vietnam, if you, if another woman asks you a recipe, your sister, your friend, uh, you will always give the recipe with an ingredient missing because yeah. you know that it's the, the way to the man's heart is to cook them good food. So when you receive a recipe from someone else, you're always wondering which ingredient is missing from what they gave you. So, <laughs> so she wrote the recipes of her aunt, her cousin who raised her when she arrived in Canada. She was really young uh, from Vietnam. And she uses the, the recipe to tell secrets about her, her aunt, her cousin, about Vietnam. And she asked me to write a, a piece uh, of which wines go 
which sorry my she someone is buzzing my door to deliver some wine <laughs> i will i will drink your wine and i will say uh, i will say no to them so i she asked which grape go well with uh, with vietnamese food so i used riesling and through riesling i actually telling her secrets about her that people don't know so i use the grape to describe why they go with vietnamese food but also telling a secret about her that's fantastic. Great thoughts. So uh, a few more questions, uh, Michelle. One which is important is, what message would you send to all the people listening to us this summer? You know, the peak of climate change, yourself from a professional musician to leading symposium on climate change, to writing books on wine, to studying master of wine, to being curious. What's your big message to all of us? I think we can never underestimate one what one person can do. You know, um, whether you're aspiring to be a teacher, what whether it's climate change that interests you. You know, I remember when I was in high school, I still remember the teacher that taught me, that had an impact on me, that carries me today. So when you're overwhelmed in front of the challenge, let's say with climate change. Don't feel like it's a drop into the ocean. That drop is really important. That's how you fill the glass and that's how you fill the ocean. And that's my biggest advice. We all have the power of doing something on this earth. Well said. Now, maybe the last secret you want to share. What is the dream that you have that maybe you have not yet achieved? In wine or in general? Whatever. I have to. It could be in love. It could be in passion. <laughs> it could be in emotion. It could be, oh, I wish I would play the piano now, or I would be this lead singer. And not I'm a terrible piano. singer, so that's not possible. Um, I this too. So in terms of not wine related, I've been fortunate to travel, and I know it's not really carbon friendly, and I'm really trying to reduce my travel, but. Uh, one day I, I want to go to India. That's something that uh, I do a lot of yoga in my life. And I want to do, I want to go there for a certain amount of time and, and, and do a yoga retreat for an excellent amount of time in India. So that's not wine related. Wine related, and it's not going to be concrete what I'm going to say, but, and I don't know which kind of form and shape it will take, but I, I do, my dream is that the conference I started in 2017, the next edition will be in January 2024. Um, I just hope that, you know, one person at a time, I can help make a change. And that's not a very specific dream, but it's kind of a more a collective dream that I can inspire others to be part of that change. Well, congratulations. Those are wonderful dreams. Uh, we share them with you. We admire all what you've done and your curiosity and all that you're about to do. So Michelle, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. And I know that um, you're involved with climate change. Um, I know there's a lot of things that you do in that regard. And I really uh, want to thank you for that. Well, to tasting more wine together in lighter glass and organic. <laughs> Cheers.